Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good Sunday morning to you, DMV. How's everybody doing today? 106.7 The Fan is on your AM, FM dial. It's on the Odyssey app, and we're on the stream at thefandc.com. However, you're tuned in today. We appreciate you hanging out with us for just a bit. I'm Danny Noakes, our guy Ryan Clary, producing back in the studio, and we have a great show planned for you today with you up until noon we got a lot of commanders football to break down with preseason game number two in the books yesterday little nationals baseball for you in hour two not to mention ufc 278 last night provided some absolute fireworks coming down to the wire there's a reason that they have a fifth round for championship bouts in the ufc and last night you needed the final minute of that fifth round of the championship bout to actually get the result that we got. Holy cow, it was a lot of fun. But we opened today's show talking commanders and the NFL training camp underway, preseason underway. Two out of the three games for the preseason now in the rearview mirror for the Washington commanders. And the overall takeaway, I think, for me watching the game yesterday was unfortunately kind of more of the same. 24 to 14, the final score commanders fall on the road to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think obviously what a lot of people are going to remember most about this game is what happened as the first team was on the field, both on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball for the commanders. Patrick Mahomes made it look easy yesterday on that commander's defense didn't he ryan i mean two touchdown drives a handful of incredible plays there was that incredible sidearm back across his body throw where he was moving left throwing back to the right in the middle of the field he carved up that defense pretty easily and while yes it's concerning you do have to give some credit to patrick mahomes there don't you of course it's mahomes you know like you expect him to do these things I've seen it before with him, and so I went into this game knowing that he was going to make these crazy plays. Yes, and despite it being preseason, he has to get warmed up to to make sure that he can perform like this in the regular season, too. He's He's got all sorts of tricks up his sleeve. So despite the fact, too, that they lost Tyreek Hill this offseason, now down in Miami, it's still going to be one of the best offenses in the league, and Mahomes... Yeah, maybe he's coming off what you and I would consider a down year for somebody as good as Patrick Mahomes. But let's just remember that not as good for Patrick Mahomes is still better than, oh, I don't know, maybe 85 to 90% of the league. Now, yes, Patrick Mahomes was out there doing Patrick Mahomes things. He was making plays, and yes, he deserves a ton of credit for that. But it is still a little bit concerning because both up front and in the defensive backfield, I thought there was a lot left to be desired. And the pass rush had a lot of trouble getting home pretty much all game yesterday. And this is where I I do think that Mahomes deserves some credit. One of, I think, his best abilities is his craftiness within the pocket and the way that he moves. You know, there was one play where Montez Sweat almost got home 
got his, I think it was the play that, that we were just talking about where Mahomes scrambled left, threw back across his body, sidearm, and, and it was an incredible play. Sweat had his hand, had his big paw on Mahomes' shoulder and, and just couldn't quite bring him down. So it was a lot of almost type of plays last night on the on specifically for, for the defensive line up front. You had a lot of plays that resulted like that. But, you know, there was another play where Kendall Fuller got beat on a touchdown where it he definitely could have made a better play. And Doc Walker on the broadcast, if you were watching on NBC Sports Washington, said exactly that. I, I know Kendall Fuller can can make a better play than that. And yet I maybe it's just because it's preseason. And in the NFL, even when games don't count, guys still are probably playing harder than Maybe you would for a, a preseason game, a spring training game in Major League Baseball, preseason game in the NBA, NHL, whatever. It's harder to go half speed in the NFL because you're going to get your bell rung. It's an easy way to actually get hurt. But on that play that Kendall Fuller gave up, he didn't really make a break on the ball. And while this was correctly pointed out by Logan Paulson on the broadcast too, that guy he was covering was six six. It was a serious height disadvantage and and. The, it was a tight end versus a corner, and and sure, that's definitely a mismatch most of the time. But Kendall Fuller is your top cornerback and someone that you're going to have to rely on to make plays against guys that size all season long. And and it's not like that was Travis Kelsey that was that was catching that touchdown. Travis Kelsey was out there yesterday. That wasn't Travis Kelsey. It's going to be harder to make a play against somebody like Travis Kelsey than it than it would be their backup tight end. Uh, the, the thing is, though, he came back and he made a nice little pass deflection in the end zone later in the game. That was more of, of what we would expect from someone like Kendall Fuller, especially someone who won a Super Bowl out there with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know what type of player he is, having now been on his second stint with Washington. So there were definitely some concerns. Carson Wentz, if we, if we flip it over, we look at the offensive side of the ball. The offense sputtered, certainly, in the first couple of drives with, with Carson Wentz in there, and he had a big opportunity there on a third down play. He missed his chance, and a lot of people are saying it's more of the same, consistently inconsistent. I think that's fair at this point. I don't think it's all his fault. You know, I think that they had some issues with establishing their rhythm throughout that those those first couple of drives. You know, he found... Jahan Dotson on a nice screenplay. Jahan got upfield, got up there for, what, 12 or 14 yards? I really liked the play design there. He found Terry McLaurin on a couple of plays as well. Terry was able to get free for a couple of first downs. But the accuracy is something that is still of major concern and, and will be of concern as we go through the rest of the season. I like what we're seeing from Brian Robinson. It's really hard not to get excited about Robinson right now and it's not even to really just put heap the pile on top of Antonio Gibson because obviously he's been getting a lot of criticism over the last couple of weeks. That preseason game, fumbling early, early on, fumbling in practice too. We're hearing about the fumbles issues, not just being from the games, they're in practice. I, I, I still think that he has a lot to offer this team. And if you have a three-back stable between McKissick, Gibson, and Robinson – to utilize throughout the season, I think that puts you in an incredibly great position. You know, they they put one of those statistics, one of those graphics up on the screen during the game yesterday, talking about three of the most targeted backs in the NFL over, I think, the last two years, and J.D. McKissick was one of them. So he's obviously going to be a tremendously large factor 
whenever they want to bring their back out into the passing game. And that will be frequent as it, as it becomes more so in the NFL now. But I think Gibson can, can help you with that. And, and I think over time, because I don't think it'll happen right away. And maybe it will. Maybe the coaching staff will have seen enough from Brian Robinson to, to elevate him. I don't know that he's going to be your starting running back the, the first half of the season. But I could see it happening as – you know, we, we get into week seven, week eight, and, and he is still fresh. Hopefully we're talking about him still being fresh, but just the, the way that he runs the football, his pad level, you know, it just he's 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 got a tilt about him. He's he's definitely got that Alabama running back sort of feel where he is gonna be tough to bring down. And, you know, he was very successful yesterday, averaging just shy of four yards a carry. Uh, and and the coaches had seen enough before they ended up pulling him out. So I, I'm I'm really excited about some of what I saw. Right, Dotson had a nice play. Robinson, more of the same from him. That's great. But I, you know, Gibson really couldn't get anything going on the ground. Don't necessarily blame him on the plays that they brought him in. There wasn't a great push up front from the offensive line. Still some concerns from Carson Wentz. Still some concerns from the defensive line, and still some concerns on the defensive backfield. But Take it with a grain of salt because for several reasons. One, it is the preseason. They're still working some of this stuff out. They're going to have to play one more preseason game a little bit under a week from now with the Baltimore Ravens. But that is something that can't be overstated. It's not the regular season just yet. They don't have their full roster available to them yet. Hopefully they do get Chase Young back and we're talking about a different story. And, and that's another thing to, to remember. Right, They don't have Chase Young. They're not at full strength on defensive line. Now, if he comes back and they're still playing at this level, then we're going to have to have a real conversation about what the future might look like because something's not working there. But then you also have to factor in that this was Patrick Mahomes. This was one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the league. You could certainly make the case for him over the last four to five years. He's been absolutely incredible, and he was out there doing his sort of plays, the sort of plays that you expect him to make in that game yesterday. But all that coddled together in that performance yesterday does make you concerned because it just feels like it's been more of the same from this team. So it's a good start for us. We've got plenty more commanders to get into. Some NFL coverage. UFC 278 last night. Usman versus Edwards 2. I'm telling y'all, it was a crazy finish. Let's dive into that next. We got more coming on the Commanders a little bit later on. Your calls as well at 800-636-1067. Stick around. You're listening to 1067 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for waking up with us on this Sunday morning. How's everybody doing today? Danny Noakes with you. Ryan Clary producing the show. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. If you want to jump in on the conversation at any point during our show today, you can also send me a tweet. I'm at Danny Noakes. You can tweet the station as well, at 1067thefan. That's on Twitter. It's a great way to get in touch with us as well. Coming up 10-15, we'll talk to RJ Anderson, CBSSports.com's Major League Baseball coverage. We'll talk some Nats. Nats did fall 2-1 to one to the Padres last night. However, they've taken two out of three from the Padres so far, and they've got one more later on this afternoon at 4-10, so we'll keep an eye on that. More commanders to come a little bit later on here in this hour, but right now, UFC 278 last night. Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards, two. It was an incredible card, the card itself, right? And I want to talk about the incredible finish, but there was more than just MMA <laughs> that this pay-per-view delivered us last night. So starting out with the actual results, Leon Edwards shockingly knocked out Kamaru Usman in the final minute of the fifth round to win the welterweight championship belt. It's one of the most shocking finishes in UFC history. It's the fourth latest finish all time in a UFC fight. So that means that there are... Three other fights ahead of this one that finished in the fifth round later in that final minute. This fight snapped Kamaru Usman's 15-fight win streak, one shy, by the way, of the record set by Anderson Silva. And Leon Edwards becomes the first Jamaican-born fighter to hold a UFC title belt and only the second England-based fighter to do so. And by the way, this was a fight that Kamaru Usman was absolutely dominating 39-37 across all the judges' scorecards going into that fifth round. If you're unfamiliar with how fights are scored in either MMA or boxing, that is generally considered to be a, a handled advantage, right? Kamaru Usman was, was decisively in front of that. But the whole thing was a rematch from a fight back in December 2015. Kamaru Usman ended up winning that by unanimous decision. Not the case last night. Leon Edwards with the unbelievable head kick to take down Kamaru Usman. Edwards moves to 20-3 in his career. He's unbeaten now in 11 straight fights. So he's got his own streak brewing, and that's over nearly seven years. It's been since 2015 that Edwards has lost, and that was the fight with Usman, his last loss for Leon Edwards. Now 30 years old. He's 12-2 and two in the UFC, and he was coming off a unanimous decision win over Nate Diaz in June of last year. So the fight, the main card, the main event, it delivered. I mean, you don't see a late knockout like that in the main event all the time. And, and especially considering, one of, I think, 
maybe a couple of weeks ago, the last time I did a show, was talking about how the last few fight nights had been disappointing because you had some injuries that ended the fights early. Not the case last night. It was incredibly exciting. But so as exciting and as electrifying as that finish was in that bout, that's not even what most people are talking about from the broadcast last night because there was an absolute bombshell that was dropped on us via the Gronk broadcast. Yes, Rob Gronkowski was doing a broadcast alongside several of his family members. And this was something that was also part of their pay-per-view coverage. So if you bought the pay-per-view, you could watch this sort of like a megacast sort of thing, right? Because ESPN now has all of the UFC events. So listen to this absolute bombshell that UFC president Dana White just casually decided to drop in on this broadcast last night. Gave him a recruiting pitch on why he should join the Vegas Raiders. What went wrong with that recruiting pitch that you gave him? <laughs> Do I really tell this story right now, Doug? Do you want me to tell this story? Yes. Are you, yeah. you, can give a, you can give a brief story. You don't gotta go too much in details because you never know. I, I could have been in Vegas with you for the last three years, man. What the heck? <laughs> no, you, it's still there. You would have been. You would have been. So I would have been. I, I'm the one. I, I I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders, and it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want it. And whoa, all hell broke loose, man. It, it was crazy and. And, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes, and I, I, I was never going to tell that story until Gronk just said it. But uh, and, yeah, and Dana, that is what, exactly what happened, happen. and you just told the story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, just an incredible piece of information that came out of nowhere during the middle of this UFC broadcast, but that was UFC President Dana White talking with Rob Gronkowski, former Bucks, Patriots, tight end, future Hall of Famer, several times Super Bowl champion, and Ryan, I love how Gronk is actually the guy that teased this whole thing up. I mean, Dana's like, are you sure you want me to tell this story right now? How incredible is it that we could have seen Tom Brady and Gronk in Vegas and that Gruden shot it down? That's just a, an unbelievable piece of information. I just want to know how Dana White's tied into it. Like, Was it like a <laughs> partnership with the UFC to try to, like, I don't know, promote the UFC a little more to get them in Vegas? Like, I don't know. Like, why is he involved? It's a great question. Dana has a lot of influence these days, and and one he of the does. things he and one of the things that I've what I've mentioned before is that you look at you look at all of the commissioners across all the major sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, and Major League Baseball. If you added all of their total salaries together, I think you'd come in somewhere about half of what Dana White makes. If you can believe that, awesome. Dana White makes so much more money than any of those guys. So he's in a he's in a unique position from from that perspective. But like you said, he's the president of the UFC. So what exactly was his role 
in trying to recruit them to Las Vegas? Was, was he promising them, uh, I don't know, extra chips at the casino, tickets to the UFC? Was he going to help promote UFC events? Who knows? But that is pretty crazy to now know that Brady and Gronk were likely to go to Las Vegas if it weren't for John Gruden saying that he didn't want this to happen. And there's there's also some audio. We, we may end up having it. I don't think we have it right now, but it's from an episode of The Shop, I think at least two years ago at this point, because it would have been right after Tom won his latest Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. And in that episode, The Shop, for anyone that's not aware, is a show that LeBron does on HBO. And athletes, both current and former, sit around a barbershop and you know talk about their playing days and stuff. So in one of those episodes, Tom Brady was talking about how when he had left New England and he was trying to find a new team, that there was one specific team that went from being really interested to not interested, strangely quickly as well. Didn't make any sense. And so the famous line from that episode of The Shop, Brady says, you're going to go with that mother bleeper? (laughs) You're going to stick with that guy? And so we now know that the team that he was talking about was the Las Vegas Raiders, and the guy that he was referring to was Derek Carr. (laughs) We got the full story now. It's not often that you get breadcrumbs from... Uh, a, a story like this where there it, it there's obviously a lot of smoke but it's hard to verify the actual legitimacy of the story because things just happen behind closed doors there's you know there's legal proceedings that could that could happen if you reveal too much but this was something that we ended up getting the full story on and so i believe now we do actually have the audio from this episode of the shop i hope it's edited by the way because there is a curse word in this but uh this was tom brady on an episode of the shop from a few years ago one of the teams and they weren't interested at the very end i was thinking you're sticking with that mother <laughs> anything you've ever heard me say i didn't mistakenly say it when I'm on. <laughs> that's yeah see and and that's exactly what He was talking about he was talking about Derek Carr. They're sticking with that guy that guy. Oh, man. And the thing is, you know, the the Raiders have been through a ton of turmoil since all of this happened. I mean, between Gruden getting fired and being strangely caught in the crosshairs of the commander's workplace environment, lawsuits and stuff like that somehow john gruden found himself in the crosshairs of all that not to mention you had henry ruggs with the the awful car accident that resulted in in the loss of a life obviously he his nfl career is is long gone but it is i mean if you're a raiders fan ryan how how does that make you feel to know that tom could have been he could still be your starting quarterback actually and and you could have had gronk and i mean who knows what would have happened two years ago if they were playing in vegas I mean, what would have been better to have Gronk and Tom Brady to open up that beautiful new stadium in Vegas and and just be a juggernaut there to yeah. start off in Vegas? I mean, yeah. it, it would have been incredible to watch them go together. It really incredible. Would have been. It it would have been it would have been somewhat uh, it, it would have been somewhat fitting too. I just of course it's a it's a shame that that we never got to witness that. Uh, it is funny though, you know the the Gruden for whatever reason still is tied to two franchises, the Bucks and the Raiders, right? Because he 
won that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay back in 2002 after being traded. I, I still don't know if, if any other coach has been a part of a trade other than John Gruden. Certainly not in the, the modern era, but going from Oakland to Tampa Bay in that, in, in that initial move, and then obviously, what, two decades later, we're, we're talking about him after having left the Monday Night Football broadcast booth where he was making a ton of money became the coach of the Raiders again, came back and shot down a deal that would have brought Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to Las Vegas, by the way, which was a new NFL city at the time. Oh, what could have been, man? What could have been? And, and that AFC West would be just, it would be one of the toughest divisions we've seen in recent time. I mean, it already is incredibly tough because you're talking about now they've, they've added Russell Wilson to their roster of, of really good quarterbacks. Herbert's out there. Mahomes is out there. And, and Derek Carr, you know, for all this, you know, hearsay, what, what, whatever, he's not a bad quarterback either. I think he's still got some, some good years left in him as well, but it's, it sure is crazy to think about, man. What could have been Tom and Gronk if they went to Vegas? I don't know. At the same time, though, that Tampa Bay team was set up to win and win immediately. And and Tom had the luxury of throwing to guys like Godwin and 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 Mike Evans. And then they brought in Antonio Brown. So it, who knows how different things would have been? But it's it's fun to speculate and. It's fun that we got that big NFL nugget during a UFC pay-per-view event that also delivered in its own right last night. There, there was just a heck of a lot going on. So let's do this. We'll step aside. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Commanders fall in their preseason game number two yesterday afternoon over in Kansas City, 24-14. We, we talked about some of the negatives. We can try and take a look at some of the positives when we come back and look ahead to the Commanders' final preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens. Stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We got lots of fun stuff planned for you guys today. Just having a chat with Ryan during the break. Picking up some audio clips from all sorts of fun stuff that's happened over the last couple of days. I mean, we just got an incredibly fascinating (laughs) piece of information from the UFC president about the National Football League during one of the most electrifying UFC pay-per-views in recent times. So... Uh, it, it's been a good couple of days. It's as we come out of August and we really get into football season. It, it's all it's already one of the best times of year, right? As we get ready to kick this bad boy off another football season, but the the excitement is is starting to build here. And and now that we've got uh, we've got some fun stuff happening, definitely more of that is coming your way here throughout the show. So. Commanders Chiefs yesterday we talked about a little bit in the opening segment the commanders performance uh, a lot left to be desired two very quick touchdown drives by the Kansas City Chiefs and and that more or less put the Washington first teamers out of the game right I mean if if this was a regular season game the, the Chiefs would have come out and I can only assume scored on just about every possession that they would have decided they want to score on so but the 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 interesting thing here too is how similar the two drives that the Chiefs scoring uh led by Patrick Mahomes were first was a 12 play 87 yard drive took about five and a half minutes five yard touchdown pass to Jody Fortson and then the second was a 12 play 82 yard drive that took just under five and a half minutes and was capped by a seven yard touchdown toss to Fortson and as you can imagine Chiefs head coach Andy Reid was pretty happy with the execution there. He said that the first play was actually designed for Fortson. And that, by the way, was the play referenced back in the first segment where we talked a little bit about how Kendall Fuller probably could have and should have made a better play on the ball, even if he wasn't going to actually stop it from being a touchdown. It definitely seemed like he could have made a better break on the ball. Uh, But he said that Andy Reid said the second touchdown pass from Mahomes to Fortson was more of Patrick Mahomes moving around and, and actually finding him. And and that's why I'm I'm trying to take it with a grain of salt. That performance yesterday, because what, what Mahomes did even in a preseason game was, was pretty incredible. And it does 
concern you to see that the defensive line was was not really able to the, the first guys as well, right? They had everyone out there except for Chase Young. Allen, Payne, Sweat, that starting three out of four was all out there. And they weren't they were able to get a little bit of pressure and move Mahomes around a little bit, but they never got home. And on one of those plays where Mahomes did uh, what Mahomes does, Sweat almost got there, but he just couldn't quite bring him down, and, and he allowed Mahomes to escape. And, you know, the, when, when you're talking about someone as talented as Mahomes, that's something that can't happen, and, and the drive stays alive, he stays in the game, and he stays in and, and ultimately leads them on another touchdown drive. By the way, though, Mahomes has played three series in the preseason He's led three touchdown drives, so two of them against the Commanders, but he was also 6-7 for 60 yards and a touchdown in the first preseason game against Chicago. Chicago is one of the teams that I would definitively say is not as good as the Commanders, but for me, I was one of the more optimistic. I had one of the more optimistic um, predictions, I would say, uh, about the team this year. I saw them more along the lines of an eight or nine win team with a ceiling of maybe 10, depending on if they can stay healthy. The biggest thing to me that they have going for them this year that they didn't last year is the schedule. I mean, they played one of, if not the hardest schedules in the National Football League last year, and it came because they won the division. They don't have to worry about that this year. Dallas is going to get the, the toughest schedule there. But they also need to stay healthy, and they got to play well, right? I mean, I figured that there was no way this defense could take another step back based on their performance last year with the volume of talent that they have. But right now, I'm getting concerned, and, I, and I'm starting to back off that eight or nine win pr prediction and starting to drop it back to seven to eight, if if not worse. Now, again, preseason is preseason, right? And we can't take too much away from that. But how much will Chase Young change this when he comes back? Because Chase was kind of struggling last year before he got injured. He wasn't giving him the same type of production that he was as a rookie. But I think he's going to come back more motivated. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later. But you also don't want to rush him back. So you got to give him a chance to continue his rehab and really get to a point where he can come in and be an impact player like you drafted him to be and like he was as a rookie. So it's a lot of talk about the defense and, and the defensive side of the ball. It's not surprising. But... There's also going to be a, a giant target on the back of Carson Wentz. He's going to be playing under a microscope all year long. And his statistics yesterday, nothing to really write home about. Six of nine, 60 yards, no touchdowns, no scoring drives or anything like that. And, you know, he said he thought it was fine. He thought it was okay. And that he wished that they could have sustained some more scoring drives. And, and that would have been my biggest takeaway as well. And, you know, another thing that we've already referenced at least once is a third down play where Carson had a chance and didn't end up making a, a good throw. It was it was it was inaccurate. And that goes along the lines of the inconsistent C rumors that we've been hearing about Carson Wentz here th throughout training camp. So you want to see a little bit more from him now. Taylor Heineke actually did put together a nice little scoring drive and he looked pretty good yesterday. In fact, for my money, I think Taylor Heineke very easily in yesterday's game looked like the number two quarterback. I, I don't think that you're going to see Sam Howell overtake Taylor Heineke for the number two spot at, at, on the quarterback 
depth chart. Apologies to, to Richmond John and, and anybody else who is hoping to see Sam Howell under center for the Commanders in a regular season game this year. Hey, maybe someday we will, and, and at that point, I hope that it is for positive reasons and not because either Carson Wentz is playing terrible and Taylor Heineke's hurt. Knock on wood for any of that. We don't want any of that, but it was Heineke who led them on a, a, a nice drive. He was 9 of 12, 83 yards for, for a touchdown. And that touchdown pass was to Cam Sims in the back of the end zone. It was a really nice play. It was really great to see Cam Sims actually come up with that pass. It was certainly not a, a gimmick of a play at all. It was a great pass by Heineke to find him in the back of the end zone, a place only where his receiver could get it, and, and a good toe tap there by Sims to actually bring the ball in. So so that was really exciting. And once Howell came in towards the, the later half of the game, Commanders actually had a chance. It was it was a 17 to 14 game and the Commanders had several opportunities actually to to come in and take the lead, tie the game, whatever, but it was how that threw just a a horrible interception deep in the Commander in the Commanders own territory and it, obviously it set up the the touchdown that put the nail in the coffin for for the commanders in that game yesterday and not that it's particularly important because it's a preseason game still how had a chance to be in that moment take the team on a two-minute drill and try and either tie it or win the game and uh, not only did he fall short he he threw a pretty terrible pass and and it looked like there was some there was some miscommunication i think on that play i don't exactly remember who he was trying to hit but the guy kind of cut inside and Howell threw it to the sideline, and, and it was an easy interception that, that probably could have gone back for a touchdown. Uh, he got knocked out inside the five-yard line, and, and that was the nail in the coffin for the commanders, as we said, but I, I liked what I saw from Heineke. I think the fact that you have someone like Heineke to back up Wentz is going to be important this year, not because I think that Anytime Wentz has a bad game, and, and he's going to – I heard Bickle say this earlier this, this week. He's going to have some duds. He probably is. There's pretty much a guarantee that he will have at least a, a couple of duds, if, if not more, and hopefully it's not. But when he's not playing well, there's going to be the want, certainly from the fans, but it, it'll be in the back of everybody's head. You have Heineke. Heineke's – played a playoff game with you before he's played a full 16 games could he give you more than than what you're currently getting we'll see how bad it gets if it does even get that bad with Wentz under center I just think it's valuable to to have somebody like that that you could go to if if he goes down with an injury again or you know if something else happens obviously that's that's plan b if not even plan c but we just haven't really seen a, a whole lot of Carson Wentz just yet. And I don't know how much you're going to see next week when, when they go up against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he's he's played more in the first two preseason games than a lot of starting quarterbacks have so far this preseason. Some haven't even played and, and won't take a step on the field this preseason. I think for someone like Wentz, it's important that he would. He's a part of a new team. He's a part of a new system. But he's also trying to prove himself. There was the end of the Colts season last year, which th their lack of success was heavily placed on his shoulders, and, and, and a lot of it deservedly so. But at the same time, you know, they, they, 
it's it's certainly not just Carson Wentz's fault that they couldn't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in in one of their final games last year. It's not only on on Carson Wentz's shoulders. They've they've also had to make some other changes over there in Indianapolis as well. Now they've got Matt Ryan. We'll we'll see how how things change because Matt Ryan is is a guy that has had a narrative around him for a lot of his career that well me he can't really get over the hump. He had that lead in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and and we all know what happened next after that. So there's there's a lot that still needs to shake out and we are just what like 10 or so days away a little bit longer than that from the NFL season starting up shorter however until college football season starts up which is awesome I'm going to be on the air on Tuesday and Thursday nights here on 1067 this week we'll do a little bit of college football then sticking with the NFL today though and when it comes to the commanders still a lot of concern around the defensive side of the ball but the offense as well they fall in their second preseason game to the Kansas City Chiefs 24 to 14 Mahomes carves them up pretty easily in his first two drives we'll see what the third game has to offer them they're going to go to Baltimore they're going to play the Ravens seems like they play the Ravens if they don't in the regular season they always get a preseason game against them I'm interested to see what happens in that at that week three matchup. I don't know how much more we'll see of, of Carson Wentz, though. So let's step aside. We'll take another quick break. We got more to get into. How about the rebrand? We saw the commanders rocking those white jerseys, burgundy pants yesterday. Seen the helmets, seen the uniforms a couple of times. I know people have some thoughts on the fight song as well. I've got some thoughts because I haven't had the chance to get them in just yet. We'll talk about it next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. at the Padres, almost said the Phillies. No, they're at the Padres today over in San Diego. 4-10 first pitch. Now to finish up our number one, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Commanders and their rebrand. We've had the chance now to see their uniforms on TV, some of you maybe even in person, and feel free to jump in on the conversation. Anybody wants to, 800-636-1067. That's the MGM National Harbor listener line. There's obviously a lot of different opinions that have come in on the rebrand, and there's a lot of different facets of the rebrand that have been deservedly criticized. And at the end of the day, my thoughts around all of this are simple. One, 
if you can't get past the name change, I, A, I understand. But B, then we can't have this conversation, right? Because that was coming no matter what, right? I'm not willing to debate that because it was going to happen one way or another. It, it was on the horizon for, for a decade, right? Now, when it came to actually changing everything about the team, right? The name, the uniforms, the fight song, all of this, right? There was really only one way that you were going to minimize the damage to your fan base, right? The fan base that had already been eroding over the last 20 to 30 years because you haven't put a consistent brand of football out on the field, right? That's one way to actually do it. But I think the commander's name is fine, right? A lot of people have jumped on him and said, oh, what a stupid name. It took you two years to come up with that. And right there, I think that's the problem. The problem is that it took them two years to come up with this. What they should have done is what the Cleveland Guardians did, ripped the Band-Aid off. I think it didn't even take them three months to rename the team, announce the rebranding and stuff like that, because they knew that people weren't going to be satisfied one way or another. So you take a simple team name, and there's both Guardians and Commanders. It has something to do with your city, and then you move on. But instead, the Commanders draw drew it out for two years right and then what would have been easier to do is just leave the uniforms alone stick that w on the regular helmets that you had before take the redskins logo off keep the stripes and change the 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 name on the top of the jersey where it was you could barely even read the 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 term redskins on those jerseys it seemed like it would be so simple the nfl is a league where those classic jerseys are a part of the league's identity and b they just look better right i mean in in the nfl i think in is one of the leagues specifically where those those teams like the steelers the cowboys the packers uh there are several more too the more classic you allow the uniforms to be the more and especially at a time where it seems like across any sort of pop culture the vintage stuff, the the classic, the retro stuff is the stuff that people seem to be the most interested in, not the not the rebranded, fresh looking new stuff. You know what I mean? So the the white on the burgundy yesterday, I, I didn't hate it. You know, I, I don't find myself hating any of it. But I, I mean, Ryan, what do you think? I find myself just wanting, wishing that they would have kept it the same. Like, I don't mind the W. I don't even mind the name commanders. It's fine whatever we're all going to forget about the name there are teams named after socks across different <laughs> leagues and stuff like that you're not going to convince me that commanders is is a worse name than any other names across sports but when it comes to the uniform the fight song too mm-hmm. it seems like they just should have kept everything the same and insert new branding insert the name commanders here you know what i mean yeah yeah and so especially with the fight song like yes if, if you're going to change it then change it if you're going to keep it, then keep it, and, the, and just switch Redskins to Commanders. That's what I would have done. Yep. But I don't know. Like it, It's all a little confusing to me because, well, first off, let's get to the uniforms. I like the white uniforms. I, I'm in the minority on that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and a lot of people have been very vocal about hating the white uniforms. I like them. But I did not like the burgundy pants on the white yesterday. I don't know. Maybe it was just how the light was hitting them. Maybe with the Fox production, I'm going to be like, okay, I like this a little more. I don't know. 
it, it was just something that I saw where I was like, eh, those burgundy pants look really burgundy for some yeah. reason. Like, I don't know. It was like a level 10 burgundy. Yeah, you're you're definitely not wrong. I, I think part of the way that they came, part of the reason that they came off that way is because, uh, and JP Finley tweeted this during the game yesterday, I wish there was like a gold stripe down the side and, and maybe that yeah. would break up how burgundy the pants looked, you know? See, when, when they were rocking the classic uniforms, you had one gold stripe and then one white stripe down down the side of the pants. And it just it just goes back to that classic look, man. And and they kept showing highlights from from last season, the season before, you know, they were rocking those classic uniforms. And I just I don't know. They I would I would have almost rather them take one of the older Redskin uniforms, right? Like from the 70th anniversary season where they were it was a really deep rich burgundy and it was yeah. almost like a it was almost like a sandstone gold that they were using, but it was the the helmets with the arrows on the side. If they went with with like something that were more that style, right? It, I would have been happy with that or or the 75th anniversary season, right? Sean Taylor was here. They had the gold helmets with the with the white jerseys and the gold pants and the R's on the side. You could have taken that as inspiration. But they, they went ahead and, and just tried to do something completely from scratch. And what they came up with I don't think is the worst. I don't think anything's worse, Ryan, than what the Cleveland Browns came up with a few years ago. They've since changed their uniforms back. But I think those those unis and then the 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 half gold half black Jaguars helmets to to me they're they're it doesn't really get a whole lot worse than than those two uniform sets neither of which exist anymore by the way <laughs> so what I think is going to happen too buddy is I think that they're going to change some things back I don't think that all of this is going to stick around forever I think that they'll eventually have to change the uniforms back I believe that I, I do think so too and I, and I think Jason Wright's been pretty vocal about that and accepting change and and he has an open mind to it so mm -hmm. maybe he'll take some fan criticism but uh you know if we win then people will shut up about it too that is true and that is a great point that is a great point and 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 I've said that about several different things when it comes to the commanders right and and but specifically when it comes to all of this change all anybody wants is a, is a winning team right and and you could say the same thing about the Nats too right now Ryan right there's a mm -hmm. lot of uncertainty going forward with the Nats. Obviously, people don't trust ownership and, and management with having just dealt away Juan Soto. But if they start winning again and they do it with these young core players, everyone's going to forget about Juan Soto, right? I mean, they won't forget about Juan Soto because how could you possibly forget about Juan Soto? But you'll be a lot happier and, you, and you'll be able to instill a lot more belief in your fan base if your team is actually out there consistently winning. And for the Commanders, it's been a long time since you've seen them consistently win. And if they're able to do that, if they do it in these uniforms, who cares? Again, at the end of the day, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. And I understand anybody out there that does. Don't get me wrong. You are not wrong. If you're vocal enough, I'm telling you, they will change them back. They've done it several times in the NFL. Other teams, they will change the uniforms back if you really press them on it. It might take a few years, but trust me. There, I've actually seen more jer more folks in the New Jerseys than I thought I would, too. And, and by the way, to each your own, buy them up. If I were to ever buy a jersey, and, and I've gotten burned on this for the last time. I had a, it's, not even a, it's actually not even like a legit jersey, Ryan. It's just like a jersey, like a t-shirt jersey. But I have a Soto one 
I got burned on it for the last time. I'm not buying any player jerseys across any of our teams <laughs> for a long time. And, oh, and same. The, only, the only one that I would consider actually at this point is Terry. He's the only one. Absolutely only one that I would consider across any well, okay. Maybe O V, right? That 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 one's a pretty that one's pretty tough. I already have a Sean Taylor jersey, and I feel like getting more of those is, you know, I, I I'll actually always take more of those, so I take it back. There are at least two. All right, that's going to conclude hour one for us. Hour number two coming up next, 10-15. We talk to R.J. Anderson, Major League Baseball coverage for CBSSports.com. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.